Hello, everybody, and welcome to another exciting episode of Bloody Good Horror. My name is Eric, and I'll be your host for this evening, where we will be reviewing Terrifier 2. It was a terrifying double feature for Schnars this week, which we'll get to in a little bit here. But first up, joining me on the show from the bucolic Pacific Northwest, please welcome Ariel back to the show. Hi, thanks for having me again. I hope your listeners aren't getting sick of my voice yet. (laughs) Next up from... The cornfields of Indiana. Please welcome one Mr. Casey Criswell. Hello. I've been out there. I can, there are cornfields. That is the truth. Yep. Uh, not as many as when I visited Iowa, though, I will say. More <laughs> corn there. Um, and last up tonight, I, who could say the last time he even saw a real tree? He lives in Manhattan, New York City. Please welcome. <laughs> I haven't given your title in a long time, John. You are, in fact, the business manager of Bloody Good Horror. Mm-hmm. Please welcome Josh Schnars to the show. All of the business. AKA managed. AKA the Schnapps character. Um, yeah. Also, you're referred to by fans as Snars a lot with no <laughs> C-H-N. Yeah. So there you go. Fair enough. John, SARS. I, I used to get SARS. Sar- <laughs> Remember <Yeah>. SARS? <laughs> so SARS. We don't talk about SARS anymore. Now we have COVID. It's like, like, did you get <laughs> SARS like that was a douchey nickname or that was a genuine mispronunciation? Um, no, no, it was, it was a nickname. There, there was a lot of SARS, like, uh, things that would go with SARS. It was not, you know. <laughs> All these years, I've still never met another Schnars. That's what makes it a really special last name. There's some in New York, actually. There's other Schnars in New York. It's like, they're like second or third cousins on you, my uh, dad's side, obviously. Well, you're related, so you're related to them. That doesn't count. <laughs> well, no, but like, it's not people I've ever met. Like, my dad doesn't know who they are, but they, like, if you, there's another guy named John Schnars who's like, are you guys in like a secret, me. like, Bilderberg society type situation together? Like, uh, are there. I mean, are there meetings? If they are in one, they have not invited me. <laughs> <laughs> they're uh, they just, I haven't. It's like a tap you get on the shoulder as a Schnars, you know? So. They just share a social security number. That's right. <laughs> there I go. just have one question for you tonight, John. After your uh, Terrifier double feature this week, are we still going to be buried next <laughs> yeah. to each other? <laughs> uh, sure. <laughs> I guess. I don't know. I mean, I, you know, I felt I was conflicted about having not seen Terrifier 1 because it has become fairly iconic. Like, I think that is very yeah, fair to for say. Sure. Um, and if anything, like the release of Terrifier 2 has proven how iconic the first film was because this thing did like quite well, yeah, uh, in the old the- theaters. Yeah, we were just um, looking it up. It was, uh, Ariel, what was the number? 10.1 million on a $250,000 budget, yeah, in theaters. Yeah, the, the budget number I think is fake because oh. in the Wikipedia it says that they raised like 250000 in an Indiegogo or whatever, or like, oh, is that what it's okay. called? But, but then it also says that he had secured independent financing before the Indiegogo's. Gotcha. Well, I wonder if they were so, like an agreement to match what he could raise or something like that. Cause 250 does, well, 250 sounds to me like that's the amount of money you'd pay for a pretty low budget movie in like the 90s just to buy your film. I mean, you're not buying film anymore, but yeah. still. No, no. I mean, the first for movie the amount of was practical made for that, I would guess. Yeah. This movie's there's a lot of fucking people in this movie. A lot of people, a like lot of effects, a lot of different settings. Yeah, yeah, for sure. There's no way they made this for But it certainly made a ton of money regardless. Yeah, yeah, no, um well, let's dig into it here. Let's take a quick break and discuss Terrifier 2. This is it, Jennifer. You're a big break in TV. 
John, my only real complaint about this movie is that um, when they were making it, the director put out a call on Instagram that he's looking for synthwave music and just said, send me your music. And he didn't use any of my music. Oh, you so, sent it. Yeah, I did. Yeah. Oh, bummer. There was a lot of synthwave in this. And just obviously. so you know, I would not have recused myself from this review. if you had. <laughs> <laughs> That's your only complaint about the movie. <laughs> so this That's actually not true. That's actually not true. <laughs> yeah, but... um, John, please bring us the word of the day. I have these progressive lenses now, so I have to like crane my head all the way over to see what I'm doing over there. Yeah, uh, today's word. I don't need progressive lenses yet. I can just read things normally. Aren't you? Uh, and the word I'm reading is mummer. Mummer. M U M M E R. Have you all ever, do you, do you know what a mummer is? Yes, mummer? because yeah. um, George R. R. Martin loves that word. Yeah. Uh, that makes sense. Yeah, uh, you're right. Well, so uh, the, the definition here, an actor in a traditional masked mime, especially of a type associated with Christmas and popular in England in the 18th and early 19th centuries. All right. I like it. Uh, it comes to us. Uh, well, this sub definition, a pantomimist. Ooh, pan- um, pantomimist. Comes to us from the old French. M-O-M-E-R, mommer, mommer, uh, act in a mime. I love it. Um, yeah. Yeah. In the Game of Thrones book world, there is a phrase, a mummer's farce, which is yeah. used very frequently to describe just like when someone's being a fool. Well, so there, it's funny. It says derogatory archaic, like in the definition, and you have to like press a button to unhide it. And it just says act in the theater. So I guess it's like a derogatory, like it's the derogatory word for actor. I think that's more of the context. filthy bohemian actors, John. That's what they're. Yeah, I don't know. Sure. Love it. Uh, yeah, mummer. <laughs> John, tell me about mm. Terrifier 2. And it probably is worth a little bit of setup of kind of how we come out of Terrifier 1 because it picks up right from it. And we should just give blanket spoilers for this. Yeah, I mean, can this movie really be spoiled? Uh, I don't know. Can any like, can any more? Right, well, look, there is there is an astronomical amount of plot in this movie. Um, <laughs> one of my pieces of feedback is the first film, very little plot. Yep. Uh, second film, trying to have two or maybe three films worth of plot in one movie. Um, so this is written and directed, produced, uh, e- edited all by Damien Leon. I don't know anything about this guy. I've not don't had a chance think? to sort of like read about him. It sounds Italian. I'm guessing it's like Leone. Uh, it is. Yeah. Oh, is it Leone? Okay. Fair enough. He's one of your. Excuse me. He's one of your people, Johnny's from New York. <laughs> oh, all right. Uh, I was going to ask, where is Miles County supposed to be? I is don't. It, it's know the movie per se, but the the Halloween shop, the guy's T-shirts at NYC on it. I just happened to like pick that up i was picking up like random new york stuff yeah in in this one and the first one whatever we don't need to get into it um all right so what is this movie about so art art the clown um he it, the, the movie starts as eric mentioned in the morgue seconds after art has sort of reawakened and and murdered the uh 
what's the morgue guy called? I'm like, coroner? Yes, the coroner. Um, and he then escapes, or, or not even escapes, he just like walks out. What was a little unclear to me, I mean, I know what happened, but it's sort of the exact order of operations. He, there's this whole sequence where he goes to a laundromat to like sort of clean himself up. And then uh, the the main action of this film, though, takes place one year after the coroner uh, death sequence. Um, the other thing that was like very weird in the first movie, I'm sure you guys talked about this, was the like framing of the woman being interviewed, the like surviving victim. And then her mur- like is I think it's it's in the first movie she murders the woman interviewing. Her. Yeah, that's sort of like the final scene. Yeah. Well, so that takes place on the like first day, quote unquote, of this movie. Right. Because that's happening one year after that original action. They show you a little bit more of that backstory. That character is in theory coming back for more. She's like in this movie a little bit. She's listed as a character in the next film, which we should say there's a third one of these coming. Um, but so the most of the action of this movie centers around a brother and a sister, Sienna and Jonathan. They live with their mom. Their father has died of cancer. Sienna's like 16 or 17. Jonathan's 14 or 15 is like a super dweeby, like high school student. Sienna's like, cool i guess i don't know i mean she's whatever she's like normal uh and they're just like having a hard time i mean their father's dead it's like you know the the mom is struggling they're all sort of like processing their grief and trying to like get along um the mom, it's halloween the mom has had it with her shit i mean oh, yeah. <laughs> the kids are, they're not like super easy on they're her. not like, great no oh, i'm not i'm on uh, dude i'm team mom all the way we can get into it yeah, no, totally. <laughs> i felt for the mom a lot in this movie um uh it, like all right so there's that there's the mom and the two kids so then art is coming back the brother and sister are like having nightmares slash waking visions of art having, but it's like when he's not there <laughs> the sister's having 20 minute nightmares <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, they she's also making like this really elaborate costume that it, 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 we come to learn was a character that her father used to draw for her in like a sketchbook. The sketchbook ends up being like fairly important plot wise because it's also then revealed like as they're looking through the sketchbook that the dad was drawing Art the Clown and also dun, some dun, of dun. the victims from the first film. Uh, and maybe even the second film, I can't remember exactly, but so there's this like weird relationship between this family and art. He comes back not even that many people actually are killed, at least initially. Like he's really just kind of like harassing them and like maybe killing a handful of people having some fun. Yeah. He's doing art, the clown stuff. We should also mention (laughs) there's now a character called the little pale girl. That's, that's her credited title. It's like a creepy little girl version of art. Yeah. Um, it, it there's no explanation for her in the film. I mean, she is. There's like some things some that offered, but, form of supernatural, like not real hallucination, but also there are characters other than art that see her, but not every character. Yeah. She also there. So in that same book that the dad, the scrapbook that the dad was keeping, or the the drawing sketchbook, 
he had also kept a couple of like scrap articles out of the newspaper, like things he had cut out. One of them was about a girl who had been murdered, who sort of looks like the little pale girl. Um, there's also, I think an article about a guy, like another guy, like basically a guy who you presume is the art character. Like if little pale girl was the girl, it seemed like there was another death that was referenced. But again, they like, they show you some of this book, but they don't show you all of it. It's like a little, there's, a, yeah, there's it's, some like it's shenanigans. Like, it's fragments of information you're getting. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, that's the setup. You basically then, I would say the last third of the film is a fairly straightforward uh, Sienna and Jonathan trying to survive and, you know, escape from. Right. And then it takes place in like a, an old abandoned amusement park. Yeah. Fun house. There's like a whole clown milieu. Yeah. And there's just like the second act is just like a bunch of extended, uh, very insane slashings. Yeah. There's like, there's some, I mean, whatever. Now we're like transitioning to review. There's like a bunch of murders that happen that are like very, there's one at least that's super extreme, but then there's like, there's a lot of dialogue scenes. There's a lot of, there's a lot of story. There's a lot of talking. Yeah. Yeah. Also a so, lot of murder. There's just a lot of everything. It's a lot. It's like everything's just like here, 11. It's, take it. This movie is two hours and 18 minutes long. Oof. Yes. Yeah. Two hours, 18. I wish the first movie was 83 minutes. I wish people yeah. could hear the noise that I make when I see a runtime like that. It doesn't matter. Even like I was excited for this and I still want to look. Oh, what? <laughs> oh, as soon as I saw it was that long, you're like, what? Like, what could they possibly, what could this possibly be? Well, now we yeah. know, John, and we're going to talk about it. We do. Um, yeah. Casey, what did you think? All right. So I'm in the camp that I was not a, like, a diehard fan of the first movie. So, and I can get into that later. When we started seeing trailers for this and stuff, I had some hope because part of the problem is I know that there's – some people like the idea of this killer clown showing up and knowing nothing about him and why he's doing this, but I struggle with that. And it makes me, makes it hard for me to kind of give a shit. It feels kind of gratuitous. And it's just like, he's there to be spooky and look at me is the way that it kind of translates to me. And that's not to say I hated the first movie, but seeing this movie, when the trailer started showing up, I was kind of excited because it looked like that they were going to build some actual story about it. And when I saw that, like my first comment was, it's nice to see they may have tried some actual plot or something like that. But turns out that's not necessarily a good thing because as we've said already, this movie is super long and it's super overloaded with the dialogue and trying to build some kind of mythos that's not even really going towards building a mythos. They're still giving us tidbits and bits and pieces to build out some of art to clown but there's so much stuff packed on top of it it gets lost and you lose any of the little bit of information you get and it just makes it after a while hard to get through again not that saying that i hate this movie it's just i I don't get into the hype that this movie has and i don't fully understand why people have the connection to it because it just doesn't feel like a fully blown character to me like something like jason or michael myers because we get all that mythos of how what happened to them and you know like with pamela Voorhees and stuff to build these iconic characters and i guess just trying to build a franchise out of a character that doesn't have that mythos isn't quite for me but that's not to say like i said 
still enjoyable movie. There's some great practical effects. Lots of crazy gore going on here, if that's your thing. I had some problems with kills in the first movie that were too on the nose. Ariel put my thoughts in email uh, <laughs> perfectly. It was the splitting scene and just the way they filmed it. I had, it just didn't sit well with me. Didn't like make me enraged or anything like that. I didn't, there was some nasty stuff in here. Don't get me wrong. I didn't have any scenes in this one that made me feel quite as greasy as that scene in the first one did. So I'd say that's, you know, that shows growth on their part. So I thought that was kind of cool too. <laughs> Ariel. Yeah. So I was a little nervous when you guys said you were going to be doing Terrifier 2 because I had attempted to watch Terrifier 1 when it first came out. And I got to the scene that Casey is talking about where a naked woman is cut in half vertically. Uh, and I quit in the middle of that scene. And I was just like, I this isn't for me. You know, I, I just don't think this is my cup of tea. But I ended up watching that again before watching Terrifier 2 because I heard that they were kind of connected and it would be good to watch them. And I think I changed my mind a little bit. I still don't really care for that scene. The funny thing is there's only the, like one or two deaths after that. Like, yeah. it's really almost like a chase yeah. film after that. It really is. And I assumed that it was going to be more about like torturing naked women for the rest of the runtime. And so the fact that it didn't do that kind of changed my mind and put it a little bit into perspective. It's still not my favorite thing, but I think there are things about that original one that I really liked. Like Art the Clown is so creepy in that diner scene um, when he's just staring at them. I think a lot of those scenes where he's just doing something creepy and unsettling people is some of the most effective parts of both one and two for me. Cause he does that a couple times in the second film and that really works. I also love practical effects. The fact that they just went kind of balls to the walls and did so many crazy practical effects in this one, I really do appreciate. And I don't even mind a movie that doesn't have a ton of plot and it's just these sort of gory set pieces. I just think the problem that I'm having with Terrifier 2 is that they attempted to put in so much plot that it kind of gets convoluted and it's the, the runtime time is bloated. Like it just goes on way too long. And so there are points in the movie where there are all these crazy things happening, but I found myself getting bored in between them because it just draws on too long. And then I brought this up in the email chain. And I think a couple of you guys did too. The last 20 minutes of the movie, I went back and watched a second time and I still don't fully understand exactly what happened there. I even watched one of those YouTube, like explain the ending videos. And these people are just like making guesses about what they thought was happening based on like glowing eyes and all these other things. Nobody had like a concise, you know, two sentence long thing about what happened. So I just think that I just think that as much as I loved a lot of the gore, it lost me in that end. And I just wish that this director had not edited the movie himself because mm. I just think he wasn't willing to like get rid of some of the, like trim Listen, that fat, you know, cause he was too in love with what, what you're created. talking about. We talk about a lot. It's a plague on cinema yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it has now impacted terrifier. Um, well, yeah. yeah. And it's honestly, cause I'm, I'm always willing to give like an indie horror person like this more leeway you know what I mean? Like I'll rip into a Netflix, mm -hmm. a faceless Netflix movie that I'm like, why didn't you yeah, edit this thing? But it's, you, it's impossible to watch this thing and not be like, this needs to be f a good 40 minutes, at least shorter. I think if they had done well, that, this would have been really successful at, at being like a gore hound yeah. grindhouse kind of movie, you know? It, I mean, this is what's weird. And again, I just watched the, I watched these movies like within this basically a day of each other. And the first movie is that right. Like, yeah, it's 83 minutes long. 
it's super yeah, tight. I, it's not like a perfect film. Like I don't want to no. like overstate <laughs> the quality of the first No, but movie. it's economical. It is certainly more economical. It's also just like that, like the aspirations narratively are so much lower that like, you know, easy. Um, but like it, the second movie makes the first movie look like a masterpiece because <laughs> it's so fucking all over the place. And, and I agree, Errol, like, I got fairly bored several times. So like, I will just say I was, I'm pretty out on this movie. Like I was ready to be in on it. And I just like, the more I think about it, the more I don't like it. Um, It's almost weird to me that they dialed back the, uh, Casey, how did you describe the greasiness? Like the, (laughs) I mean, kind of dude, these were like, I had to close my eyes during some of these kills. They are disgusting. That scene is intense. And then when the mom, when the mom walks in and they did whatever kind of animation on that dead body of just being like lurching. That was was pretty cool. It's a, I mean, horrendous death scenes in this movie. It's, (laughs) but it's not like, it's not, um, it's not sleazy. It's not sleazy. Honestly, exactly right. I continue to be confused a about the controversy from the first film and b how there's any difference between that and this, like other than the nudity aspect of it. Like, I don't see how you watch this movie and not call it sleazy though. Like, well, I do think there's something sleazy about this one too. There's that's what I mean. That's part of the appeal is like the, it's not zero sleazy. No, it's it's not. But I think the difference, I mean, you're saying the nudity, like other than the nudity, but that was a big part of it. The way it was filmed where the camera sweeps down her body as she's naked and her boobs are bouncing and she's being cut in half. Like that's what turned me off and made me go, I don't want to watch a movie where this is done to women over and over and over again. Cause that's what I thought the movie was going to be. The fact that it's one scene changes it a little bit, but I still understand why that scene wasn't okay for a lot of people. Well, the other piece to it, it, it like, so, oh man, I'm like, I had so many thoughts. Like, <laughs> the thing that I loved, the, to the extent I loved the first movie, which I don't, I didn't love, but like the things that I loved about it were like, art is not, he's just like, it's just like a crazy murderer person. And you know, I, I think about like the the scene where he hits the the handyman in the first movie with a hammer. Mm-hmm. Like he's not he's like not even a good serial killer. He's fairly inept. He does have like a very like a big bag of tricks. He had the he's bumbling in the, almost like a comedic way, which feeds into yeah. the clown thing. Yeah, I think that's part of the but, charm for some people. And, yeah, yeah, and and so then once he becomes and this happens at the end of the first film. Once he becomes supernatural, it sort of undercuts some of what makes him you know well human obviously that's like a dumb thing to say but like that that humanity of to the extent he had humanity or humanness like he is more terrifying like you can you can um project onto him and some of it's like he doesn't speak he is a mime right like that's it's like he's the perfect creepy clown once he becomes supernatural some of that goes away for me because it's the same way like pennywise while scary, it's not that real. Like, you know, it's fake. And so this whole movie, you, you sort of know it's fake. Like you, and like it, it lessens the tension because like you, you realize the characters can't even hurt him. He takes a bullet through the head. Right. Right. That, that lessens some of the tension in the film. Whereas in the first movie, you're like, Oh, this crazy guy, like maybe they can stop him. And he gets pretty yeah, messed up. Exactly. He gets pretty. You don't know if he's supernatural. Or he not gets in pretty. That first movie. Yeah, he gets pretty messed up, even though he does come back at the end. Yeah. yeah, I think it lessens some of the tension too to have your final girl end up being supernatural. Also, 
that she can heal well, herself. Is that what happened? I was so checked. I was so checked out the last twenty minutes. I don't really don't know <laughs> she, what happened. I saw something heal. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. true. I, yeah, I mean, she. And she was down in the weird I, water tube and like in sort of hell. Yeah. Like I don't. In maybe hell. But also weird, like, uh, like, terrifier McDonald's. Yeah, yeah, this like clown TV show for kids <laughs> or something. I don't know. The, um, really quick on that scene. I mean, we can like uh, I'll stop. But when I was reading Wikipedia before, like that, that was like my research, and I was reading about the budget because I was curious. And they said they raised. So what happened was he made he shot most of the movie. Then he did this thing on Indiegogo for fifty k to do a scene full of practical effects. Which I assume uh, is that scene. Yeah, like it is. That's right. Dance. I didn't read about that. It is. And what happened? Which is was, why they put the whole goddamn thing in the movie. That's what exactly, I was saying over yeah. email. It got funded. He asked for fifty k. It got funded to two fifty. And so then it's like, oh shit! Like we had all this money. Like let's go crazy. Oh. And so that scene, it it doesn't make what any you're saying is I should blame I should blame Indiegogo. The other problem <laughs> with that scene is that. It almost kills the movie 15 minutes yeah. in. Like, it's like a 15-minute dream sequence that has no consequence. That whole thing could have been boiled down to 10 seconds of a flash of a dream. And then, because all the only point is that she's having a freaky dream about him. She wakes up and there's a fire. Yeah. The fact that it goes on for so long just completely took me out of what was happening. Yeah, yeah or it could have been a couple 10-second snippets throughout the movie, you know? Yeah, yeah. flashes, whatever. Like, it, I mean, yeah, I agree. Um Anyway, anything else, John, before I... No, begin? I mean, I could go on. Well, we'll we got... We'll we have time. Rants. We'll <laughs> yeah, I, rants as we go. I love the first Terrifier. Um, I am, for better or worse, a, like, 90s trauma kid. Like, I discovered, in the early 2000s, started discovering those, like, mid to late 90s trauma flicks, which were, you know... Um, very uh controversial and like you not kinds of movies you get made now at all and in watching this one i'm not sure i made the connection so much watching the first one but in watching this one this has a super like like a better made lloyd kaufman movie kind of vibe to it with like a little more restraint um and less humor but like there's there is a there's like a 90s diy vibe to this partially because both of these movies, I just, I love the retro aesthetic that they're using with like the color palette and the grain. Um, it, it, ha it, it has a very specific visual feel, both of these movies that like ping some kind of pleasure center in my brain that I really enjoy. That last movie too, it's set on Halloween. It's got great Halloween atmosphere. Opposite to Casey, I love that there's no backstory to R. I think it makes him scarier and it makes him just, yeah. it almost reminds me of like a Black Christmas where there's just a crazy dude in the attic murdering yeah. for no reason because he's a crazy dude. Uh, I think, on, honestly, I know I'm prone to hyperbolation R's. On the scale, no. on the scale of horror villain acting, I think this dude that plays art is like a brilliant physical actor and it's so complemented by this just horrifying makeup it's something about the the cheekbones and the nose. Like, it's so uncanny valley. It looks so... You almost start looking at him and you're like, well, is that what your face looks like? Like, what? It's it's yeah. very well, frightening. And the smiles, too, is yeah. so Dude, the smiles... Well, he doesn't have lips, so it's like, it's all teeth all the yeah. time. Yeah, the smiles, the teeth, the like... You know, and the, the one of the scary sequences in that movie is him messing with them in that pizza place. And nobody even dies in that scene until it's over. But it's not even about that. It's about him, like stalking them and scaring them and 
So I just, I love that first movie for just so many reasons. It's like one of the best, I think, modern slashers. And just, ha- it carries this kind of vintage ethos, both in both in style and sensibility that I think is partially why it draws, you know, controversy. I do understand the controversy. It just wasn't a thing that like- um, Well, no one, I, mean, I, I I always hesitate when I say no one makes movies like that. Cause like, I'm sure there are other people making like low budget slashers that I don't see. I just feel like but I've seen stuff. broke through. I feel like I've like, seen, I, get it. I feel like I've seen stuff like that and not heard the same controversy, but I almost wonder if it's because- the film is just so stark and memorable and there are a lot of fans that maybe that's part of the reason why it also like it's, it's divisive really. I mean, yeah. which I think, yeah. spe- which I think speaks to the power of it, whether you really don't like it or you really like it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I mean, even to be fair to that scene that we were talking about, like that's the reason I ditched the movie the first time, but my co-host on the zombie girl, Sarah, that's the scene that made her love the movie. Yeah. So and we said, people feel that way in our review, we said the same exact thing you're saying, which is that, yeah. We were all like, oh no, is this where this movie is going during that scene? And then it, it actually yeah. does this whole flip and you're like, one of the reasons I loved it is like, it kind of defied my expectations a little bit. Oh, so yeah. I, I mean, even the fact that he uses guns is like that. I yes. mean, that surprised the hell yeah. out of me. Also controversial. It surprised me in yeah. this one too. Cause well, <laughs> so yeah. what, I, what I'll say is that I was super looking forward to this, but that got really dampered when I saw the runtime. Like, I hate to be a cliche of myself here, John, but come on, dude. Right. Like, it's, 218 it's is batshit Almost, crazy. Yeah, there's literally, I actually am comfortable saying no horror movie should be over two hours. But uh, I, well, I, let's say, especially let's say, a slasher. No slasher. Yeah, like, exactly. I, I wanted to give it a chance. Like I wanted yeah. to give it a chance. Like, I'm cool with the idea of expanding the mythos or whatever. Here's what I liked about this movie. They absolutely correctly identify that the best parts other than the kills are watching art toy with people. They do that so much in this movie and I love it. This whole sequence in the Halloween store is great. Oh, I love the scene that. where yeah. he's suddenly there with her bag scared the shit out of me. Like Yeah. <laughs> there are just a lot of scenes where it's just him doing his creeper thing and I'm just sitting there like squirming because it's, it's honestly hard to watch in, in a similar way to the deaths. Like I really want to meet this dude. I want to know if this dude is as weird as I think he is in real life. Honestly, <laughs> the, the actor the, who the plays him. The picture of him on IMDb is creepy. Like he, you know, yeah, like, yeah, sort of like, like, and I think, <laughs> I think, um, so that stuff is great and there's a lot of it. Like they crank that knob up to 11 and it's awesome. The, the, the murders are insane and fun and like sometimes hard to watch. I think that bedroom scene is probably the craziest one. They also go like almost to like, um, and maybe this kind of speaks to what you're saying, John, about losing the realism and the edge a little bit. They, they crank up the absurdity levels on the murder to a point where it's almost slapsticky, even though it's so horrifying, like he's doing stuff to that girl. That girl is like conscious and alive in that bedroom scene long after she would be or well, like yeah, he yeah. pulls her arm up at one point and like wishbone style rips her arm off but her arm is just like jelly basically it just like flops up you know yeah. like so it's very interesting the way it rides that line between truly horrifying and almost funny because you just have it's so absurd it's there's like a silliness to it that yeah. makes yes. that scene easier to watch where if it didn't have that kind of 
rubbery aesthetic to the way yeah. that some of those practical effects look. I feel like that would be stomach turning, and it probably still would turn. And the some first, you know, the first film. Like, no, I, I not listen. On horror podcasts probably are. <laughs> some of the stuff, some of the stuff with guts, I was covering my eyes for. I don't. I can't do guts. I also can't do bugs. There's some real disgusting, like worm, oh, like maggot for stuff me it's in the here. Poop stuff. I can't deal with the poop stuff in these. Weirdly, movies. I was okay with the poop, which I'm surprised. <laughs> Is there more poop in this one? Was there? Poop? Well, was she there has poop? the diarrhea. It's that whole scene in the laundromat yeah uh, okay so yeah. that stuff is great like everywhere where i would have cranked the dial up to 11 they nailed that stuff and i definitely sympathize and understand why you're making a sequel and there's not much meat on the bones of that first film and it's like okay how do we expand it yeah. i really think a i actually would have been fine without it this is my thing you cut this movie down to 90 minutes and just keep the stalking and the deaths and you could make people's eyeballs bleed with how gnarly this movie would be. Like you'd get out yeah. of it and just feel like you just went through a hurricane in the best way possible. But instead there's like an hour of plot and like supernatural shit. This dream sequence is like an offense to cinema. Like it, <laughs> you can just... It, it the song is really it bad. is so the yeah. is here's the thing it reeks while you're watching it of like they spent money on this and didn't want to cut it from the movie it i mean i'm when i tell you that it destroys the pace of this movie in the in the first 15 20 minutes it is yeah. i dude if i didn't love terrifier so much i'd be like i'm out like i don't know what the hell this is at this point yeah well i was disappointed by that too because what i loved i wanted to see more of the gore and the fact that this movie starts with like the eyeball stuff and like ripping the guy's skull in half it starts essentially. it starts great yeah it starts great but then it slows down so much because of the dream sequence and all of the sort of family stuff that happens like that could have been condensed to into yeah. something much shorter now he, yeah here's what i did like about what they added yeah i know that i may be the only one on this one i was cool with the family and the family dynamics like it's i think and it's partially because they have so much time to get into it but it's fairly well drawn, right? It's it's fairly well drawn. You've got this family, the patriarch is gone. Like there is a lot of difficult emotion about that. I like this thread that like he was artistic and the kids are both like kind of creative and different. <clears throat> I really like the main character. I think she's like pretty endearing. Um, it's funny, like if I'd seen this movie 20 years ago, I would have been like, man, this mom is such a buzzkill. But bro, I felt this mom so hard. I just wanted to sit down after a day with her and with a have a glass of wine and be like, look, lady, I get it. I've had it. Like, and she's not like an amazing actress, but I actually found her really endearing. <clears throat> and I think they have some like, the moment where she talks to the daughter in the bar, like right before she gets blown yeah, away. Sweet. It's a sweet moment. And like, that's a moment that's yeah. earned because of how much time they put in with that family stuff. Where it breaks down for me is, I just do not care at all about them trying to tie this stuff with this family to art and his backstory in the supernatural. I think that's where the movie really yeah. falters. Yeah, just and it's make what, us care about the people that are going to get killed. Yes. So it has impact. You don't need to go into all of this other exactly, extra bullshit. Exactly. It, it doesn't, make any sense it does no, not yeah. and that's part of the problem is like they are the first film aside from him waking up at the end which like what i don't care like jason lives is my favorite movie he gets brought to life in that movie by a, a lightning bolt john like yeah i don't need much of an <laughs> ex like jason, jason goes to hell i don't I mean, mean need like right jason goes to hell amazing i really don't fun. i don't yeah. need an explanation but if you are gonna start expanding the rules of your universe i think it's up to you to lay them out and that's what he doesn't do like he there is yeah. zero 
ground laying for what the supernatural rules of this universe are. And I think the biggest offense is with this little girl. Why do some characters see her? Why don't they? And I liked, I actually think she's super creepy. I love her yeah, interacting with creepy. art. Like I, aside from the like unnecessary pooping, I love that laundromat <laughs> scene, the cutaway where he's naked and the, and the old guy just sees him talking to himself. Brilliant. Right, he's like, playing patty cake with nothing. Yeah. Dude, so I could have done, I could have done with that as a recurring gag of him interacting with the girl and then people looking at him and seeing him interact with Like, I think that <laughs> yeah. would have been a funny callback. Yeah. But instead, she... none of the living people saw her. Like, ever. I think she's just like a little sidekick. Instead, they try to like weave it into the plot and it's like, my head was spinning by the end of this trying to figure out yeah. what the hell yeah. I was watching. The biggest issue with it, and and like this ultimately for me, I think is where the film, some, I mean, it falls apart in a lot of ways. And for, some of it is just like, it's not whatever for my cup of tea, but um, what is art's motivation? Like Exactly. What does, what does he want? Counterpoint. Right? Yeah, but what's Michael Myers' motivation in the first film? Like but, you don't know. And it's still Lori, But well, like, all right. No, so here, because okay. Eric brought up the Halloween store scene. Okay. Clearly he has some relationship to this family that they're not explaining. They're saving it for the third film is what I gather. Yeah, probably. Um, he wants to kill the girl. Like he, Sienna, he, at the end of the film, he is trying to kill Sienna. Why doesn't he just kill her? Oh, I see what in you're the saying. Store? Yeah. Like, Cause he doesn't even is, attempt it. Right. No, he's, well, and by and that I point in the movie, like, fucking with him is fun, but like, and by that point in the movie, you don't, know that there's a connection either no yeah totally but why like why allow them to have that scene together at that point you could have had any number well, of other reasons and to i do don't that halloween story. i don't believe he needs a motivation but to your point you're starting to weave one into the story so that you have to make it make logical they're, they're sense asking, well exactly like the whole him being related to the family the father the sketchbook like is asking us to believe there's a motivation again this is like it all undercuts like what I thought was interesting about art, yeah. which is, you know, I, John, I, and I sort of, the no backstory yeah. art is the best art. I agree. You know? But we were, yeah, this is a real hell house LLC two situation going on here. Like yeah. a really great indie kind of little shocker that just, man, just poops it right out of the gate for the sequel. Yeah. Honestly, now that we've been talking about it, it's not so much that I don't connect because he doesn't have the backstory. I think it's that motivation like Schnars was talking about and the supernatural aspect of it could really just kind of throws me off because it doesn't earn it. Like you do it like with Jason, you know what his motivation is. And while it's still out there cheesy, you know why he's coming back and it's, and Michael, there's some kind of revenge aspect going on there from the stuff that he observed with he's a child. And we don't know what that is with art. So when you throw in that supernatural aspect, he just kind of turns into a murder hobo. I mean, and you could have just, added a little a time uh, again i don't think it needs it for the record but you know the the extent of jason's motivation is uh he wants to kill campers <laughs> because he died yeah, once and like you don't need a lot and by the later movies that thread's almost completely lost and he basically just wakes up and begins walking around murdering which is honestly to me the best jason but <laughs> yeah. you could have added just again like a tiny sliver of art backstory to your point which helps you flesh it out for a sequel a little bit it didn't have to go so far up its own, but I will say though that like the mayhem in this movie for me is worth watching. Um, the art, just this, well, getting to see this character again, I really enjoyed it. It was like feeling pretty positive by the end of it. However, the ending could have saved it for me. And instead 
I mean, to say that the last 20 minutes of this movie are pointless is an understatement. Like there, in fact, there's a point where they kill him, kill him quotes with like 25 minutes left. You could legit stop the movie there and just have had a good time with it. And like nothing that happens after that is going to make any sense. It doesn't matter. And like, I just wanted to go to sleep at that point. You, you like, needed to get, I mean, so they, they, they tee it up. They telegraph the, they, you do need to get to her with the knife cutting off his head. Like you, well, you because of the imagery that the imagery that yeah. they tease. Yeah, for sure. Well, exactly. Like if you give a shit about any, but of I'll them, tell you this is not worth it. No, no. Well, <laughs> I was fine with it. Um, I was like, I was, the problem is you're waiting for, for it to get there. Like you said, for 25 minutes, cause it could, I was looking at the runtime being like, cleaner. what could possibly happen yeah. for the next I, 25 same, minutes? Yeah, 100%. Yeah. It's too same. bad too, because the abandoned amusement park was cool. That fun house that they went through where the uh, animatronics yeah. were moving. That was really cool. And a fun thing to add to an already like Halloween centric horror movie. So it's, it's too bad that it just kind of went off in this bizarre direction, especially because when the friend and her boyfriend, the dick tip guy dies, <laughs> like, those were <laughs> entertaining. That was an entertaining scene. It was fun to watch that part. Oh, yeah. man. Yeah. The back and forth with them and like the cocaine it's, and like, it was like, right, he takes a hard turn because like, I, I thought he was like <laughs> sensitive boyfriend guy because he's like. Oh, come on. We can go pick up the brother. Like, it's fine. Like, he's totally cool. And then all of a sudden she gets out of the car and he's like, hey, you want to do coke? Like, he, yeah. he takes like a hard <laughs> I, so 180. Here's what, I, this might sound like a weird thing to say. Uh, first of all, I think I said in my email, I thought all the acting was like above average for yeah. my expectations. Sure. Um, I mean, I there. This is, a, this, pretty good. this is a very yeah, indie movie. Yeah, I think Sienna was good. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. The, the script is not great. Like the, it's not like what they're dealing with here is strong and no. they are. And, and obviously art, I strongly agree. He's like Kane Hodder, you know, or whoever, yeah. like hold my beer. I'm like, you know, gonna, gonna take this to a new level. The, um, but where was it? Oh, I actually thought a lot of the way the teenager stuff plays, like it felt real to me. Like it felt authentic. Like the party sequence felt authentic. Like, yeah. I, I mean, whatever, like, I'm not like at teen parties now, but like <laughs> it felt authentic to like a high school experience in a yeah. way that a lot of movies don't. Or was she in college? No, they were all, they were both, they were in the same high school. Okay. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's right. You do see her in the high school. That's right. Yeah. They're at a bar though. Uh, I know some people. Yeah, do that, but like, but... I mean, kids, it, well, in New York city, that's not so weird. When I was 18, like, I looked 12. So I was not going to bars at that age. <laughs> yeah, well, I think the brother's going to look 12 when he's, yeah. he might, that actually yeah. might be 18. I kind of so. wondered. So John, did you know that this was based before there was terrifier? There was a, um, an anthology film called all hollows Eve that has a segment on art, the clown. And it's like, even more low budget. It's enjoyable. It's the by far the best part of the movie. Um, I saw it on the like IMDb. Yeah, it's but. a fun. I mean, if you like anthology movies and are into indie movies, like it's a fun little watch. But um, I was wondering indie if it was the same fine. little kid for I'm some not reason. Usually, anthology person. I'm not. E I mean, I'm not either. But I watched it. I watched it because I liked Terrifier so much. Yeah. But yeah. does the same director do all the segments? I in think that? so. Well, no, no, no. Diff I think it's different directors, but I'm not positive. Mm. I did like the little brother character. The acting was a little stiff at times, but I liked that character yeah. a lot. Just the way that Dude, they treated him and, you know, like he's going to be a weirdo. They don't, they don't. <laughs> he is a weirdo. They don't hold back. That kid's get, kid gets messed up by art. Yeah. Well, and that, again, back to the motivations. Like, 
like art showing up in the school and then like leaving the dead animal in the like was that just in the kid's head was that it was, was hard art well, actually there the, like, the principal like called the mom to say he had been messing with a dead possum the one yeah that, that scene possum. that scene did bother me for that exact reason I, you know and here's the thing i'll buy absurd shit if you tell me what the absurd rules are yeah you know yeah, what yeah, I mean? totally, like, totally yeah yeah. It just needs to be internally consistent. Right. Yeah. For sure. Yeah, because there's so much about this that I actually liked. I mean, the scene where you have art take a handful of mashed potatoes and just shove it oh into a God. woman's like busted up face. Like, <laughs> that was the, I, to me, that was the grossest. That was the grossest yeah. scene. Yeah, yeah would, 100%. Yeah, I would also like to interview this director and ask him what his beef with eyeballs is because there's like so much eyeball violence in this movie. There is. <laughs> Like it literally the dead person's eyeball in his own eye. Like, yeah, the movie starts out with him ripping someone's eye out. And I I forgot that he had lost an eye in the last movie. Did he get his eye like shot out in the last movie? I can't remember. Yeah. So in the laundromat scene, in the corner scene, you still see it. And he's got the like brain exposed. But then a year later, he's healed. So that kind of cues you in, I guess, to the fact that he can regenerate. Yeah. Because did yeah. you guys watch the? He can and, do any fucking thing he wants. Yeah, like I mean that's absolutely he's a true. Human ghost <laughs> thing, like whatever. I did love that his first stop though was to a laundromat to clean his suit. That was pretty cool. That was, I, yeah. I which is great because it's brilliant because it's just a, it's a funny gag, but then also it refreshes the suit. So then as he's creating mayhem, like it it gets bloodier and bloodier and it's like the fact that it's white is just a great visual yeah i also liked when he was trying on the sunglasses that made me chuckle too (laughs) dude so i saw a tattoo of that with him with those glasses on oh the daisy with flowers around it and i didn't Uh understand it because i hadn't seen the movie and then i was like oh that makes a little more sense (laughs) that's crazy that somebody already has a tattoo of that i dude i've seen so many like i mean i follow a lot of horror tattoo like accounts but I've seen so many terrifier tattoos. I'm like, that's a bold move to put that mug on your body. It is, but I can sort of see yeah. why, just because like you were saying earlier, his look feels very iconic. It's iconic, you know? yeah, for very sure. Very memorable. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and uh, and it's fair that there's probably some people that are drawn to the iconicness of art and his design more so than the movies, right? Yeah, yeah, maybe, or just even the level of well, violence. A, and too. I get for me, it's like, again, like I still got to what you're saying because he has transcended the movies for me in a way that made me enjoy this even though i have so many complaints about it like i just whatever they do in part three i'm in for more art the clown action like i (laughs) i I think art art's the entire i backbone of everything i do hope they course correct some but i feel like the movie was so successful it's probably not what's gonna happen um i've also never really understood people who do fan edits of movies until now because i just want to cut this thing down to like 85 minutes and just make like the just cut it to like the most insane exploitation movie ever made like (laughs) i do want to shout out the um i liked the one friend a lot who gets killed in the bedroom scene that whole like trick-or-treating back and forth is so good like the way he's just like demanding candy and then she kind of leans over and sees all the like tools in his bag it's just really good yeah it was really good i also liked how he handed out candy like with the person's head that was very gross yes oh that gag was so good (laughs) and the the mom was all into it she's like yeah yeah (laughs) like it's just there's a several scenes in this movie or a couple where 
he's murdered somebody and it's just kind of playing with the body and someone else completely unaware walks in and that bedroom scene is one of them man when that mom walks in and sees that it's just so horrifying yeah it's pretty awful when Super i grim. did not expect her to move i thought he was just playing with the dead body so Ugh. when she like looks up and says mom or whatever it is she says however i was like, like holy fuck that looked to me like a fully animatronic like i don't think that was a person but it gave it this weird uneasy yeah. feeling to it that was really great you know what i had a weird problem with in this movie and i can't tell you why but it pulled me out every time it happened it was every time these kids reference their dad as daddy yes and they say mommy they say mommy too yeah. yes who does that after age like eight yes it does not feel right and <laughs> no, neither one of I these kids it. seem like that the, neither one of these kids they both had their own things going and neither one of them are going to refer to mommy and daddy as mommy and daddy <laughs> a, a thousand percent <laughs> i didn't yes. even clock that but that no i did it was very uncomfortable it. yeah yeah. Um, all right. Any uh, any other memorable moments or complaints about? Uh, there is this completely batshit crazy post credit scene. Yeah, makes no sense. Oh yeah, just it's tell a, me because I didn't watch it. So what happened in the post credit scene? Basically, the woman who had her face ripped off. You know, she the reporter. Is, yeah, yeah, the reporter in yeah. the first movie. Right. So she's in a psych, like a lock psych ward, and she's oh. pregnant. And then you watch her start ripping intestines out of herself. And then a nurse comes in and she is essentially eating Art's head while cradling it like a baby. Like it All looks right. like Hold she on. gave it looks like Hold she on. gave birth to Art's head by like ripping yeah. it out of her stomach. Just his severed head with glowing Just a eyes. Severed head. And it's like expressive and alive. Listen, people I need people the, on, on. People need Patreon so they could see Schnarz's face right now on the Patreon.com. Patreon.com slash bloody good horror. Um she, when you say she, you're it's the sister from the first movie, like the one who survived and then killed the reporter, not yes. the reporter. No, yeah. not the reporter, but the one who killed the reporter. Oh, I She's thought like it was like because of it. Oh, I thought it, uh, I was a little confused as to who it was, but that makes sense. Oh, yeah. okay, is this, where, is this where Chris Jericho shows up? Yes, yes, he is yeah, like an or he's like an orderly, yeah, yeah, and he's, he's just, in the credits for the third film. At least, and like, he's, he's just like, making a dumb. Oh, okay. He's making a dumb joke about some gross Halloween food or something like that's pretty much it. Yeah. <laughs> and then, like, but it's weird. So I guess Art the Clown will just regenerate the rest of his body for the next movie. I guess I don't uh, know why he had to be born does? from this woman or how that happened, but. And yeah, there is because a weird regenerate. I gotta right? say it there though, and it, again, it's like this trauma kid in me. There is a weird part of me that just appreciates the huge swing in the miss <laughs> like because yeah. maybe I mean, it's because listen weird. i've seen yeah, a lot of people be that. way into it it's not a miss for everyone but like <clears throat> i do really love the story of this this guy who creates this thing that be it's an indie darling it's all sort of like low budget and funded by small investors that then goes on like the fact the idea that the second movie goes into theaters makes so much money it's a great story for horror yeah. overall yeah and i oh, love i really love it i think, it. It's, and I think so, it's super impressive that it made that much and money so, and, and i want to see indies do that part of I that just think there's a better movie part it? of that even combined with the craziness like i do sort of appreciate the insanity of it even if it doesn't really pull together for me yeah, yeah there's too much there's too many like dangling 
threads in this, like the whole stuff with the dad and finding his sketchbooks and they kept talking about his art and making this character for the daughter. But we have no information on dad and what he was into or why he was doing that stuff. All of that could have been axed and it would not have had any effect really on the story. Yeah. She could have just been into cosplay. That's a thing now that, you know, and <laughs> yeah, building her true. angel costume. Could have been that if simple. they wanted her in that costume. Yeah. yeah. All right. How you feel, John? Yeah, all right, pretty good. With that little like ringlet hanging down, you look like 1993 Michael Jackson. Just watching you. Yeah. <laughs> I can see <save> that one. <laughs> I tr- keep trying to put it behind. I don't know what's no, going please on. Please don't. I love it. Out. Please don't. I love it. Could you sing? Could you sing black or white for me, please? <laughs> no, definitely not. Definitely. Could you run and put on a uh, white button up for me, please? Yeah, I do. <laughs> what's the other? Remember the time? Could you sing? Remember the time for me, John? I don't know that one. That's the one where the video was like all ancient Egyptian. Come on, John. That was, wow. Well, I, I remember that video. That's from uh, the black or white album. I'll, literally yeah. all I did at that age was watch MTV pretty much. Didn't they? I remember they debuted that uh, video in primetime on like Fox on like a Sunday. It was that, like Simpsons was on. Yeah. that. And then you're getting this like Michael Jackson. That makes sense. Premiere. Anyway, how many of our listeners right now are sitting at home going, what's a music video? Can someone please, (laughs) can someone with access to the live stream, please capture Schnars with this little hair and like do some Photoshop magic for me, please. (laughs) I will be forever grateful. Remember the time. All right. right. Would you recommend Terrifier to Casey? Uh, Yeah. Ariel. Yeah. Especially if you're a gore hound, give it a go. Schnars. I'm saying no. I figure. Um, I'm going to say yes. I mean, unless you listen, if you really hated the original Terrifier and you haven't come around on it like Ariel has, like, this is not going to change your mind. (laughs) (laughs) But like, but again, if you're into weird shit, if you like uh, Citizen Toxie, perhaps like, I don't, I think I would watch this movie. So there you go. I understand that there are people who like, I'm not saying like other people, but, but for me personally, <laughs> no, I'm I get giving it. it enough. It's okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. I get that. And to be fair, it's a lot to watch both of these movies in a week, John. I knew what I was asking of you. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I watched them yeah. back to back, like wow. 10 minute break in between. And then went into that's the wild. <laughs> that's wild. All right. I'll, uh, take like a 30 minute shower after that'll do it for terror. <laughs> Terrifier Two talk. Let's take a quick break and do some fan mail. It began in the outer reaches of the universe. They're coming! An alien war that spread throughout the galaxies. Now, the final battle has landed in the brown backyard. Critters, check them out at a theater before they check you out at home. Critters, rated PG-13. Critters opening soon at a theater near you. Greetings from Tromaville. This is Lloyd Kaufman, president of Troma Entertainment and creator of the Toxic Avenger. The Troma team likes to kick back and listen to Bloody Good Horror because Bloody Good Horror is the best television there is. Send feedback to info at bloodygoodhorror.com or on Twitter using hashtag AskPGH. 
Join Patreon to get back episodes and much more. Patreon.com slash bloody good horror. How'd you sleep after Terrifier 2, John? Yeah, pretty fun. It's I'm the, tired mostly all the time. Well, so same, <laughs> same. But it is the kind of movie. It is the kind of movie that'll like make me look over my shoulder when I'm taking the dog out. Like I'm, you know, I'm 40 and I still do that. Like after for like after Barbarian or something, I'll still be like, ugh. I had the fucking song stuck in my head for a little while. I can't oh, remember. The song now, sucks. God, yeah, don't, I don't nobody sing it. it but... I hate it. Um, John, Halloween came and went, and we forgot to mention like a pretty big milestone in bloody good horror history. Um, our Halloween episode was our officially our fifteenth anniversary. Wow, that's incredible. We started yep. the site in uh, the show anyway. I'm sorry, launched Halloween 2007. A different time, John. Like. It, it feels like uh, it's been five years or 25 years. It's, Agreed. It's kind of like, like a marriage after yeah. you know, 15 it, years you don't necessarily remember. It is, only, <laughs> it is only when I see other people's reaction to that fact that I it sinks in for me like how long that's been. It's pretty wild. Yeah. It also would have been the, let's see what year is it, 2022? It would have been the... 21st anniversary of like the original like bloody good horror website that mark and i Mm -hmm. built back in like i was in college and he was in high school (laughs) and um yeah just uh, you know milestones milestones and we're on track to hit episode 700 this year are we doing it this year i wasn't sure we're gonna get there this year no we're at like uh we're in the seven six eighties yeah, but there, dude, there's like it's not that much time left. No, not the, whatever this year, next year. Whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. <laughs> Within the next year, how's that, John? Details are important, Eric. <laughs> yes. In the next year, yes, we'll get there in the next year. Um, Eric, did you? Um, can I do bodies, bodies, bodies? Because I missed the show. Yeah, before okay, before, so yes, so let me write that down. Before we get into all that, I want to do a quick roundtable here. Um, Ariel, where can people uh, find you? Yeah, so I'm part of the Zombie Girls Horror Network. The It's spelled G-R-R-L-Z. Um, so you can find that anywhere you get your podcasts. Uh, lately, we just released an episode of our podcast, More Deadly, where we reviewed Sissy. Um, that was really fun. And you can catch us on Twitter and Instagram at ZG Podcasts. Love it. Casey, what about you? Uh, this week, actually, I got a new one for you. You can find me on Instagram, cinema.fromage, where I post all my art. But uh, this past week, I was uh, – actually, this week it came out. I was on the Who's There podcast with Allison, who's uh, also uh, one of our friends in Slack. So she had some really great questions about uh, views on horror and dealing with you know why horror fans are better equipped to deal with the, things like the pandemics, things like that. And uh, it was a lot of fun. So you can find that out there on – all sorts of podcatchers. Yep. Who's, who's there? there? And then also she just recorded an episode with Elizabeth that's coming out soon. So get lots of BGH fun on there. Um, and uh, I did their theme song. John. Nice. Hmm. Oh, nice. Um, you can find me on Twitter for now. Is Twitter still a thing? I haven't checked in the last hour. <laughs> um, Twitter and Instagram, Eric BGH. Um, you could read my uh, sarcastic election day tweets asking if anyone voted. 
Um, nice. Because I couldn't they tell. Did. I couldn't tell John. Nobody was shouting at me that they voted, so I didn't know. No, if they I voted. know. Um, did you wear a sticker? You got to get a sticker. No, no, I'd hate the sticker. Like the sticker and the photo. I'm good. Like I don't. I don't need to be performative about my voting. John, I is support my point. democracy. So. Great. Good for you. Good for you. <laughs> I voted early, actually, so I didn't wear a sticker on election day. Uh, more important than democracy, John, is following me on Spotify. Um, HY-FY. I have some new music out, John. It is called You and Your Friends Are Dead. It is spooky synthwave. And it was not good enough for Terrifier 2, but you should check it out anyway. Damien! Um... <laughs> All right. So before we get into fan mail stuff, oh, one more um, announcement thing. We have a new podcast coming to the Patreon feed. This is going to be, I think, like a monthly thing. So um, BGH fan and contributor Whitney is doing this. Um, so it's a, you were mentioning um, who's there, Casey. I think that the idea for this was inspired by that show because um, Whitney likes it a lot. How do you do horror? And basically she's interviewing people kind of in and around the BGH universe, um, kind of getting to know them a little bit. So her first interview is with Caitlin of uh, BGH Presents Plug It Up fame. Uh, and they're going to be talking about Rosemary's Baby and the influence that that movie had on Caitlin and just Caitlin's uh, kind of life as a horror fan. So um, yeah, it's called How Do You Horror? So the way you get that, you sign up on Patreon at any level patreon.com slash bloody good horror and when you get in there there's a way to snag the like our, our audio feed so that gets gives you classics it gives you early release versions of this show and now it also gives you this show called how do you horror and you can also scroll back and get you can get the old eric shows john if you're looking for some real fun mm. um there's oh, yeah. some cinema fromage episodes on there and all kinds of stuff so yeah, there you go. John, so what do you think of bodies, 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 John? Well, all right. So you all were pro, it sounds like. I, that was the consensus. I haven't, I, I do have the episode saved. I haven't listened to it. I was a big fan. Yeah, I was pro. So, I think Casey felt a little bit mixed about it. Casey, I was like at the same levels as Terrifier 2. Casey felt old. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, so I was like, I mean, part of, I don't know. I put a lot of it on, I went in expecting it to be a horror movie and it's like 100% not a horror movie. I mean, I, it like, it like, it's not a hundred percent. It, it, it's playing with genre in a way I was not necessarily expecting. I found the cinematography to be really fun and cool. And like, I like the setting, the storm situation, a lot of the, it just got to be a lot of dialogue. Like there's one scene there, maybe there's like four of them left and they're all like fighting and it just yeah. goes on for like three <laughs> or four minutes longer than I think it should have. I don't know. Like I respected what it was doing once it was sort of revealed what it was doing. I just didn't really care for it. I just was kind of like, all right, like I, I am not unhappy this movie that I watched it. I'm not like unhappy. The movie exists. It has, it has many virtues. Um, I wish Pete Davidson was in it more. Like, yeah, for I sure. Cause he's great. Cause he's good in it. Yeah, I agree. I wish Lee Pace he's was like also in it more. Mm -hmm. um, I like the, um, the woman who was in Borat too. I, I find her to be uh, a delight. And so, yeah, yeah, she's good. In it. Um, but it, there was, throughout the whole movie, I mean, this is again, part of the point of the movie, I guess is like, you have no idea what anyone's motivations are. And so a lot of it is like you're basically being like pulled into their drama 
and like their own sort of like um, insecurities in a way that I'm just like, ah, I don't know. It's it, if it's like about this girl, not like in this girl, like ah, I, that, I can't. It just wasn't enough for me <laughs> for some of it, you know? Yeah, um, I get what you're saying. Talk- I just. <laughs> I just thought the the way that it mixed like murder where you didn't know if it was a murder mystery or a slasher for so much of the movie. I thought that was really fun. And I think the Gen Z critique was was good. But if it didn't work for you, then this is going to be a bummer of a movie because there's a lot of that dialogue. John. No, no, no. Like I I enjoyed the critique. Like there were moments I found amusing. It was just like it was almost like too much of it. It like went on too long. I refuse. I refuse to give my opinion again. You can go listen to the show if you want to hear it. (laughs) I, will I got bad news for you, bud. You're getting old. <laughs> dare I say Fair we gave? Dare I say, John, we gave quite an insightful critique of the movie. Yeah. Uh, well, I was upset because I did want to be on the show and I had watched the movie and then it, you know, it just didn't work out. But so, so, so. Um. So. Yes, I'm looking at my top ten. I think I'm leaving Terrifier two on the just miss list for now. The only thing I would consider bumping is Pearl. For some reason, like Pearl just did not stick with me. Wow. Um, okay. I, I think I need to. Why? That's that's not out on video yet. Like I kind of need to watch it again. It is. I, like. I, uh, I think it's. I think it's streamable. I might right need to like revisit that one. Um, but yeah, I don't see anything else I would bump from this list for Terrifier Two. So, I did also like. I'm a little torn on Fresh. I really liked Fresh, but for some reason, it just doesn't hasn't stuck with me. Oh man, that one's so good. Hmm. Pearl only uh, digital purchase right now, but I know what's it called is on. Um, they put X on HBO, I think. Oh no, it's on Showtime. Sorry. Um, quick shout out here before we jump into fan mail. Uh, I want to give a shout out to all the people last week who like so many people hit me up with um, uh, pain relief suggestions for sciatic pain, <laughs> back pain, <laughs> like Slack, Twitter, Instagram, like so many people were like, bro, here's what you need. And I'm like, that. so I just want to say thank you to all the BGH fans out there. That's pretty cool. Um. We got two, uh, Caitlin from Kissimmee found her email again. So we have a couple emails from her. She <laughs> says, uh, she's talking about the Detroit parallel in Barbarian. Um, this is kind of interesting. Just like the idea of setting horror in Detroit. The parallel with Detroit being the setting my theory is because it's because of the current administration. I've been listening to old episodes and in 120, someone, uh, 120 something the other day, someone had said during Republican rule, horror is typically about zombies, and that during Democrat rule, horror movies typically are about vampires. Um, and she theorized that the, that the Detroit trend is the same, that during Democratic rule, uh, poverty in films will be the biggest trend. And then in Repo- under Republican rule, you get like purge type movies. Um, oh, that's interesting. So I, I'd have to track that. Although I do think the yeah. original, when did the, was the original yeah, Purge I don't know Bush era? Clean. Yeah. I don't know that it's super clean, but I thought that was interesting. No, Purge one was during Obama. Obama was positive. Right. Yeah. Um, one more. She's talking about fall. 
I think a movie we might be, I, we don't have a huge list right now, so we oh, might be able to get I in. thought you were talking about the season. I was like, <laughs> no, no, no. Love it. Watched it on a plane and I hate heights. The guy next to me was laughing the whole time watching it. I explained to him what a sci-fi style movie was, so hopefully his life is enriched. Uh, really a great time. Literally the dumbest movie you will review all year, but somehow super entertaining. And then in parentheses, she writes, Apollo 18. <laughs> you know what's funny is I was really positive on Apollo 18 when we reviewed it, and I've gone back and watched it, and it is a piece of shit. <laughs> Yo, it is so I bad. I think I get a, you know, told you so on that one, because I'm pretty sure I was like super anti. I'd have to go back and watch. But yeah, that, that sounds, that tracks. That sounds right. Anyway, <sighs> yeah. that's all for email info at bloodygoodhorror.com. What do we got on Twitter? All right. On Twitter, we got our hashtag out there, SBGH. You ask questions, we answer. First up, we have a longtime listener at Schnecky91. In your opinion, is there a horror movie that did go too far for your liking? Also, werewolf TV series, that is all. One of the only movies I've ever watched and thought, I don't know why that needed to exist, is a Serbian film. Mm, mm. Yeah, I've avoided that. It's kind of it. Like yeah. even like martyrs is one I'll often talk about deeply disturbing me, but there's like a real human story at the core of that, that I think is. Yeah. Yeah. Like I, even the, the violence fine. makes sense in context of the movie, which is like kind of amazing considering. I can't remember. I think I've seen the third, um, human centipede, but like the second human centipede is real real grim the first yeah. like, yes. i will defend the first human centipede john the we did one is really rough we did a spooktacular like uh so meaning a live watch along on youtube of the second one that you is still there and you could go watch and like drink along with us as we watch it was that the 40 night no 40s um, was zombiever i think or uh, it was yeah. either 40 was either zombiever or that other one contracted we did yeah um are you sure it wasn't the full sequence one, Eric, that we did for? Because I think Joe and I saw. No, we did um, the the second one in the theater, like in a. In a you may have already seen screening. it, but we did part two. Yeah, because oh, yeah. Boy. Can't believe I watched that twice. Yeah, you did watch it before uh, we did it live. That's funny. Ah. All right, coming up next, we have at Leaky Pencils. Have any of you seen a horror flick that made you actually physically sick or just put you off in some way? Like if you sat down to watch this while eating mashed potatoes, could you finish them? <laughs> you know, the um, I'm, it's always martyrs. I always say that. But the custard scene in Dead Alive is yes. the most disgusting oh, thing yeah. I've ever seen in my goddamn life. And oh like, yeah, okay. I love Dead Alive and I won't I kind of won't watch it <laughs> because of that scene. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of I mean, I mean. A lot of like practical effectsy type stuff. It even if it's obviously fake, is still grosser than oh, things that are trying oh, to make it look real. The puke scene in audition. Oh yeah. I don't do puke. Uh, I don't do bugs, and I don't like guts. Those are like my three. They're like anything that's rough. Those are that's all of it. Movies a lot. That's <laughs> like all of it. <laughs> I can do blood. I can do like you know decapitations and like yeah. <laughs> I it's funny I uh, as I've gotten older I've like I cover my eyes more than I used to like I'll legit just close my eyes that's interesting you know my dad was the one who introduced me to horror at a very very young age <laughs> but as he's gotten older he won't watch 
a lot of movies with me because they're too intense for him now or they're too bleak <laughs> mm. and he just can't deal mm-hmm. with like really bleak endings. So yeah. like just in the last like five or 10 years, like he's slowly getting more and more cautious about which horror movies to watch. <laughs> that re- it's not horror movies. That reminds me of my stepdad though, who's been my stepdad for like 30 plus years. Mm-hmm. So been around forever, but I grew up watching movies with him and it kills me that he doesn't like Melissa McCarthy movies because she swears too much. <laughs> <laughs> That's adorable. I love I'm that. Like, Dude, I, you swear more than she does. <laughs> I love that one. Uh, was it dead heat or something? No, just he, uh, heat. No, what the fuck is it? The, yeah, the, the heat, heat. The heat. No, dead heat is uh, Joe Piscopo That's, or something. It's like an 80s yeah. zombie cop movie or something. Yeah. With the other, um, Batman's brother. Batman's brother? The original Batman from oh. like, the Prince days, his brother. Oh. Or Jim Belushi, one of the other show. <laughs> Anyways. That was a lot of things you just said. It was. <laughs> All right. Is that uh, it? Next up from at miles on film. What would you like to see from a potential Terrifier 3? Personally, I'd like to see them go back to basics a little bit. All yeah. the extra world building in the second film felt like it distracted from the gory good stuff. I'd say less is more with this franchise. Less story, more murder. Yeah. 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 I mean, that I don't want to see anything, and but that would be the only thing, I guess. Yeah, I don't think we're going to get that, though. I mean, don't they kind of have to follow through with the supernatural well, You got to take it somewhere. Man. Yeah. 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 Totally. Well, you you gotta like clean up all this bullshit they've introduced. Yeah. The dad yeah. and his brain tumor and him like, I mean, whatever. Is the dad like? Is the dad art? Is that what we're supposed to be? That's what I'm wondering. Oh, that would be a twist. Now that, that was like two. I don't know. That I, I would be. be like two I could get on board with that. That I would be into. Yeah. Guys. <laughs> what? You know, I, I is that any more? To the, is that any more outrageous than what anything that happens in this movie? No, no. I actually thought that was like the most obvious thing because there's even like this. There's like a line of dialogue where they're like, you know, toward the end he got so violent. She does, and like, yeah, she does. Oh, say that's that. true. He was like You're right. Or something. Yeah. yeah. So, and then he killed himself in the like car accident by like getting drunk and like driving into a bridge embankment or something. I don't know, like. You yeah, know, it just don- it just oh, dawned yeah. on me with all that because she had her dad's sketchbooks, right? And mm-hmm. the brother didn't know she had them. How so? She's seen the pictures of art and stuff that her dad drew. So how come at no point when she first ran into art, she said, "Oh shit, that's the clown my dad drew." No, well, that's it's like <laughs> odd. Like, there's that one point where the kid's looking through it and he's like, "Did you notice all this stuff?" And there's like the picture of the girl in the newspaper. I mean, whatever. Yeah. We've already covered this, and I don't need to talk about it so. <laughs> all right. Next up, we have at Drake Dangerson one, who's bringing back an old formula with new characters. Who wins in a fight, Psycho Goreman or Art the Clown? <laughs> no, you no, no no. He t- had a typo though, or and it said Psycho Foreman, which I really like the idea of that. Oh, that's a good question. Psycho I mean, Corman can like man invincible. He was just like an alien. He right? can like transcend yeah. like really dimensions. I don't too. But art can regenerate now. So it's I mean, not even cutting off his head works. What it's are you going to do to him? And Psycho Gorman likes hunky boys, so maybe he gets <laughs> distracted by art. Right? 
Art is not there. a hunky boy. Throw a, he might be the psycho gourmet. Listen, <laughs> throw, he's thin. He's, he's, throw Lee Pace in there and just trim. distract everybody. Right, right. All right. All right. Our last tweet comes from at Frozen Food. Will the BGH team be getting blue check marks? And also Jericho and the Terrifier 2 post credit scene. How about that? It's something. Uh, um, not, I'm not going to pay for a check mark. I mean, no one's ever tried to impersonate me. So I don't. Yeah, I was going to say nobody's trying to copy me. So. I, I was going to ask if we were going to reserve BG horror on uh, Mastodon. Let's do Isn't it. Isn't that uh... Yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm definitely not going to do that. No, isn't so. Mastodon the one that's weird? Like, you can only post, or you have to figure out servers or something? I was reading something. Yeah, it's all that. like a network of, it's like, mine, I saw somebody describe it perfectly today. It's like a bunch of Minecraft servers with all linked by portals within the game. Yeah, so, like, that's not going to work. No. It's got to be accessible to, like, normal people, not nerds. Yeah. yeah. It sounds like a complicated version of Slack. Yeah, and right, already, and tweets. already, and already, like a lot of people sign up for Slack and are like intimidated by it. Yeah. <laughs> All right, <clears throat> we got a crap ton of Instagram. Let's bang through. Let's here. pound it. <clears throat> pound through it, as they say. <sighs> wow, I actually got lots. Okay, you, you just got to start reading them. Usually, I mentioned <laughs> snark, <laughs> John. I'm I'm trying to find where it starts. <laughs> dipshit. <laughs> Jesus. So this funny. is topical. <laughs> this is topical because I was mentioning you were grumpy about having watched these movies, and somebody said, "Have you tried giving Schnars a Snickers?" And <laughs> spelled your I, name. Uh, I told you I've I've talked about the dad tax that I take from my kids. Uh, dad candy, Halloween candy. <laughs> yeah, I call it the dad tax. They have to give me a. They each uh, have to give me a candy. Worth, I let them pick, so I get some pretty shitty stuff. Worth <laughs> pointing out that he spelled your name A A R Z. That's what? that's close. a new one. What scared you more, the clown or the runtime? The runtime. <laughs> runtime, and for the, sure. And the clown Let's is see. scary. What movie will Schnars make you watch to get revenge for Terrifier 2? Mm, Captain Corelli's Mandolin. <laughs> I, I responded. Real art house. Yeah, I responded something from the fart house, for sure. There you go. <laughs> yeah. I'll, I'll think of something. What's on the docket for the rest of the year? I think we pre-show agreed we're going to do Deadstream next week. Um, we've been getting yeah, on shutter. We've been getting a lot of requests for that. I think we'll be able to get fallen. I would say, I think I said this last week, but like if there's anything on people's top tens this year that we don't haven't done, like shoot us messages. Cause I feel like, I feel like usually we have too many things to do this time of year and now we're, maybe we just need to do a little more research, but I feel like we are in need of stuff. Um, yeah, there's, uh, there's a couple movies that I would like that we've discussed that I would love to get to, but what about the menu? Yeah, I think that I think it looks pretty fun. Yeah, it looks yeah. interesting. It's mm. in theaters, right? Or is it going to go streaming as well? I think it's theaters. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to skip through a couple of these. Sorry, guys. Just a lot. And a lot of this we already kind of discussed. What's the goriest film you enjoy? I mean, Dead Alive is probably Dead. up there for me. That movie. And that movie yeah. is so fucking crazy. <laughs> I mean. Yeah. Or maybe some of the like French extreme ones, like High Tension. Yeah, yeah. Just to be esoteric about it, I would say like the Faces of Death movies, just because of when I discovered them and like the effect they had on me towards horror movies and stuff. Um, what is scarier, mute clowns like Art or vocal ones like Pennywise? 
I, I vote mute. Yeah. A vocal, cl- a vocal clown's yeah. got a whole lot of potential to go wrong. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I mean, you have to write that dialogue well. And I even think in the the newest it movie, the the first one, with the scenes where he's just like across the street, like staring at them, not saying anything, is honestly the creepiest part. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, are you more excited for the twenty twenty three Saw sequel or Paranormal Activity sequel? Oh boy! Ooh, Somebody I would probably be. More excited for paranormal activity. So our our good friend Rory, what I responded to this was just with my idea about Tobin Bell's a zombie that I've been talking about for 20 years. Rory wrote in and was like, DM me and was like, what I want to see is Tobin Bell is like a demon in hell who gets to torture like lost souls of people. So basically it's just saw, but you're in hell. And so (laughs) you can do whatever you want. Uh, All right. I mean, I guess you come up with an actual plot there, but it's better than like Chris Rock saw. Like that. Movie I was going to say it's better than Spiral. <laughs> that movie sucked. I'm not defending Saw here. <laughs> the last Paranormal Activity was pretty bad. Yeah, um, yeah I never saw that one. Yeah, but like his, historically, they like throughout that franchise, they've had better surprises from movie oh, to movie. Totally. I think. Yeah, well, I was, and, I, and I'm always down like for a return to the roots. I'm always down for found footage, even if it's whatever. Um, we know. Shut up, John. Do you all know of any Thanksgiving themed <laughs> horror movies? There's some out there. We've got we killing. There is. is um, yeah. I wish I could find my response. There's one that Joe Bob did a special on called Blood Something. Yeah. Set, is a no. really cheesy 80s horror movie set Blood on Thanksgiving. Feast. Blood No. Yeah, that's no. no, Blood Feast is like 60s, I think. Yeah. <laughs> um, but anyway, you if you go to Shudder and search Dinners of Death, he's done multiple um Thanksgiving like marathons. Um and it's in there somewhere. It's really good. Uh, 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 uh is the success of Terrifier a sign of things to come in horror or just a fluke? It's mostly a fluke. I, I so my answer to this is that I think that it's a sign that people like really even normies really like event type horror movies in the in October. Like, yeah, that's th- true. There's yeah. there's still to me a huge like once Saw really fell off. There's never really been a contender. Paranormal Activity was there for a while. People just want to see an event type thing every year, just with their friends and shit. The, and like, um, I think I'll. To make $10 million, you, you're getting normies in that theater to see Terrifier oh. too, because I think they see it and they're like, what? I mean, I, okay, sorry. I was like, maybe I'm not clear on exactly what part was like going to be repeated. Like horror is like one of the only things that's performing in the theater at all. Yeah. Like yeah. the yeah. only things that are going to theaters right now are like superhero movies and horror movies. So like, I agree with you. Like, Like doing it in October is just like, the studios are all idiotic for not, but like Barbarian was like a huge hit. Like, yeah. well, that was like, Smile too. Yeah, yeah, smile that's, true. that's true. Like, we actually got to get smiling, guys. Is that is that streamable now? Yeah, can we put you, that on I the think list? Quite, yeah. Can we put that yeah. on the list there? Yeah, whoever's keeping yeah, track. I'll get it. Is there um, a trend of yeah, for, is there a trend of horror you wouldn't want to come back? For instance, I can't do torture porn again. Yeah. I mean, I'm with you on that, but I'm more like I don't. 
I'm good with like uh, uh, anything with the Warrens, anything that kind of like supernatural ilk. Like I could take a break for a good 20 years on that stuff. Yeah, I mean, I really liked the first two Conjuring movies, but that last one that went straight to HBO Max was not good. That one was bad. Real bad. Uh, next up, speaking of T2, which is better, Terminator or Terminator 2? That might be the last question. That's the last question. Oh, Terminator 2 is definitely better. Yeah. It's hard for me because they're so different. Like They are so different. I love the first one. But I have a soft spot for the second one because I saw it so many times as a kid. But I honestly wouldn't compare them. Right. It's like Alien and Aliens to me because yeah. I think Terminator 2 is like an all-time action movie, but I think Terminator 1 is like a really kick-ass horror movie. It, Terminator 1 is very good. Like, I'm not saying it's not, but I just yeah. think Terminator 2 is like objectively sweeter and better. Sweeter. Like, it's, so much, it's so good. Do you the remember? First, I remember the first time I saw it. I was, my parents rented it and like we watched it on VHS. I was like, I don't know, 10? When did the movie come out? Like 89, uh, 91? 90, like 91, yeah. 92, yeah. maybe. And I was, it blew my hair back. <laughs> Do you remember like, what is happening? Right do you now? remember? Well, special effects are so cool in that one too. Speaking of MTV, John, do you remember? Mm-hmm. Um, you could be mine. The Guns and Roses song had like a T two tie in the music video. Like Arnold was in the music video at like, and there was like there were scenes from the movie spliced in and stuff. Vaguely, yeah. It's a good track. Just check the video out. Okay. I can tell Ariel's parents did not let her watch MTVs again. But mine? (laughs) (laughs) I didn't have cable, so I didn't get to watch MTV until I was a teenager. Well, I remember I had a friend whose mom would only let him watch 10 minutes of it a day, which I thought was hilarious. (laughs) And so, like, I'd be at his house and she'd be like, like, turn off MTV. I'd just be like, really, dude? This is so lame. it's like, what happens if that 10 minutes you're watching it was when like the most- A Madonna video or something. <laughs> like, yeah. what's the point? Uh, if it's this point, I might as well keep watching, you know? Like, well, what if, you only got 10 minutes of that. What so. if it was like, fuck the police or something? Like, you know? Just <laughs> funny. Uh, man, that's going to do it for Terrifier 2. We all survive. You survived, John. Yeah, I'm here. I've seen, like, look, I've seen enough stuff. Like, it's, you know, there's nothing well, that's not going like, to- uh, I'm proud of you. And very pleased that you got both movies in for the show. So thank you. What would you have done? Your initial initial plan was just to watch Terrifier 2. What would you have done? I would have hated it much more. (laughs) Yes, I I know. (laughs) I know. That's why I wanted you to watch the first one first. Although it's not like you need the first one to understand. Like you could just start with that. That is fairly fair. But you but but I think you wouldn't know that. And so you would just think you were just totally out of the loop. Yeah. Whereas the reality is everyone's out of the loop because it doesn't make sense. (laughs) Yeah. There you go. Because when you haven't seen a movie and you jump into the sequel, you think everything's important and tied to the first thing, you know? Mm Mm-hmm. It's going to do it. Don't forget to check out the Zombie Girls, G-R-R-L-Z, to hear more Ariel, uh, Rachel, and Matilda, and others. Um, check out patreon.com slash bloody good horror for a live stream of the show. You can see John's beautiful Michael Jackson here. Late era Michael Jackson, like before he got too weird looking, but he was definitely weird looking at the point that John's <laughs> at right now. Um, I mean, I wear well, so yeah, I'm that's true. That's true. Um, yeah, that's going to do it next week. Dead stream. Get excited. And, uh, we'll see you then. See you. Bye.
Bye-bye.